Hey, Gavon and friends, welcome to the 10th, can you believe it, 10th episode of the Lord of the Wrongs podcast, the only Tolkien podcast that the professor himself would dismiss as juvenile and crass. My name's Dan Zerby. I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Sean Kelly, and together we'll be discussing the writings, adaptation, news, games, and everything else around uh, J.R. Tolkien's Legendarium, and we're doing it in a way that he probably wouldn't like very much. Sean, we're doing part two of our uh, Rings of Chowder. <laughs> the Rings of Chowder. Part Going two. over the first season. Yeah, first season of Rings of Power, part two. Yeah, I, who knows, this might even turn into a three-parter, Zerb. Yeah, we, we're going to warn you guys right off the top that uh, <laughs> we've, we've got a lot to say. <laughs> there's a lot to say. There's just a lot to talk about. I mean, even if we didn't have a lot to say, there's plenty just to go over. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even, we were, we kind of rushed through the first, you know, first half a little bit. And, you know. Yeah, I feel like less happened in the first four episodes than the second four episodes though that's, so that's true it was mostly set up and all that yeah i don't i don't i don't feel like we had to rush ourselves too much i think we did okay yeah, i think we covered most of it but uh yeah. before we get into it i think yeah. we uh have to put on the old dunce caps a nice big cone yeah. of shame <laughs> yeah. and uh pop in yeah. correction corner zerby you want to yeah. kick us off I do. Um, so, or anybody who's heard the show before might uh, come to expect that our Tolkien fun fact hour. My sorry, Sean, trying <laughs> to just drag you down with me. No, mine are pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the Tolkien fun fact that he was a plumber who had to fight mushrooms and um, turtles and stuff. I was confusing uh, Tolkien with uh, Mario of. You know the Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, the with the movie coming out and everything, I feel like it's been easy to get all these adaptations mixed up. You know? Yeah, I mean, I often confuse like C.S. Lewis with Bowser. It happens all the time. It's just you know. Yeah, the, I mean, the resemblance is uncanny. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, throwing shade at C.S. Lewis. <laughs> yeah, sorry <laughs> about that. I don't know. Bowser is pretty cool sometimes. Bowser is yeah. pretty cool, actually. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy in Mario Kart. I didn't see the True. Super Mario I, Brothers movie, but... No, me neither. I think not Jack even Black, Jack Black plays Black. him. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, it's like not even Jack Black made me like excited to see that movie. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll watch it when it's free. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's something... When it goes on a platform, I'm already paying for. Yeah. Um, I also... Well, first of all, I wanted to mention... Uh, apologies for my mic quality last episode, but we're back with the the better mic, so hopefully my levels are more level. <laughs> but uh, yeah. also, yeah, I wanted to mention up top as well because uh, we're going to end up talking about the stranger and wizards and stuff. That uh, in a previous episode, I don't remember which, I had mentioned that the blue wizards. Uh, went into uh, Harad in the east, but it was really not even that specific. They went into Harad and Rune. Uh, they just yeah. kind of went east. They they went east, yeah. They went to the eastern part of the Middle-earth continent that we really don't know very much about. 
Yeah, and so <laughs> sorry, I thought there was even some specificity, but that's yeah, it's even more vague. <laughs> there really is just nothing that we know for sure about the blue wizards and what they yeah. do once they get to Middle Earth. Which but, uh, yeah. I might, yeah, I might circle back to later. But um, for now, do you yeah. want to just get into the uh, our yeah. rewatch? Yeah, let's get into the second half of uh, the first season's Ring of Power. Um, I mean, starting with episode five, I yeah. I liked some parts and I definitely disliked some parts. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um, episode five does have Poppy's walking song, which I is corny as hell, and I love it so much. That's I really exactly do love that song. My note on that song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's was, like it is. It's cheesy. It's a little corny. Yeah, it is. It's cute, but corny, which uh, I mean, I guess it tracks for that storyline. But yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, it does. It works. It's not like it doesn't it doesn't feel out of place uh, level of corny. Although I will say um, it felt a little bit I get I don't even hate the lyric of like not all those who uh, wonder and wander are lost. Uh, I don't like hate it. It just seemed like a kind of like fan service. Yeah, it was a little fan servicey. See, the thing, the the note I have about this and in a lot of movies now, I feel like D&D had it with, uh, but I mean, the main guy was a bard and everything. I feel like everybody's trying to get a little piece of the Witcher pie when it comes to like a catchy, uh, like medieval song and like a fantasy setting. Yeah, they'll have. Yeah, it's like, can we make a song that sounds like it belongs in this setting, but also is a banger in real life? <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, like that's according to your wish. Is a great song. Yeah, no, it is. But like <laughs> yeah. I, now, it's it's become this like weird trope that I'm like, it feels yeah. so obvious every time. Where I'm like, uh, do we do we need? To... I mean, like yeah. once again, I get it in the D and D movie the the guy the first main guy's a bar did you see it i still have not seen it but everybody oh, said okay. it was really fun it was way better than i thought it would be um yeah. than i was I expecting but uh it i mean this isn't really a spoiler he sings a little song you know, like something well you can or i don't know something like that and a, it's a bard sings a song i know it sounds great but it outrageous still, even then <laughs> it felt very <laughs> like kind of ham-fisted yeah. like the hey maybe we can uh yeah we'll be a tiktok sound now yeah that song in the witcher movie. really did uh yeah started a trend <laughs> it definitely did i mean it, it it's a banger what are you gonna it's, do yeah it's catchy i mean i don't <laughs> i don't totally hate it but it's just kind of it's always a little it almost takes you out of it when you hear something and you're like you, you feel yeah. them doing it on purpose yeah absolutely agreed it was like um the there's this movie uh what is it like oh a dog's purpose have you do you know i've never seen it but i've heard of it it's literally like um i mean it (laughs) be forewarned oh by the way spoiler warning for like the entire show once again oh yeah if you haven't watched I mean, the first if you're, part. Yeah, I mean it's it's been out for a while now. <laughs> like, but yeah. Yeah, we're gonna tell we're gonna talk about what happens in it, just so you know, guys. But <laughs> don't, here's a don't get mad. Official here's a spoiler minor warning. Or spoiler warning for a dog's purpose. A lot of dogs die in it. Like 
you know, like Jesus the, Christ. The, well, he's the main character is like a uh, um, reincarnating dog. So he keeps oh. like he keeps like you know like trying to figure out what a dog hit purpose by a milk is. truck at any point or what? I, like, I actually. Oh God! He might. <laughs> he gets like he gets like killed by like literally first couple minutes of the movie. He gets killed by like animal catchers or whatever. And it's like so it's so dark. Good but God, my, the point of me bringing this up is it feels so like the the hand of the uh, screenwriters feels so blatant in trying yeah. to like make you sad. <laughs> that it's literally I, I was not upset the entire time. Like you watch Marley and like, you're oh, the, gonna have a breakdown. Right. I was gonna say it's like, you know how everyone's favorite part of old yeller is the end? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like it it's just one of those times where like feeling the hand of the author just feels it just takes you out of it. And I feel like yeah. the the it's a peek behind the curtain. Just, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, there are a few other things like that where you can Things that just take you out of the immersion, and it happens in in yeah. Rings of Power and stuff too. But anyway, that's yeah. enough of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, this dog is not movie a podcast sidebar. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know what? Maybe we should make this podcast about movies about dogs. <laughs> uh, wow, yeah. Uh, as much as I'd love to just upset people for, <laughs> well, <laughs> as they don't a all hobby. have to be sad dog movies. They can, uh, aren't happy they? Dog movies aren't they too. all sad at some point or another? <laughs> Um, Secret Life of Pets was a very cute movie. Yes, it was animated too. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, okay. Uh, So uh, shortly after Poppy's walking song, yeah. (laughs) uh, Shortly after that, I believe they introduced the cultists, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. We finally see uh, the cultists, or actually, do we see them briefly in episode four? It's like a quick shot of uh, the main like priestess, right? I, I think so, but like this is where they specific priest or whatever yeah, yeah. they they start like really like the yeah. cultist storyline. One of those things of the pacing where like the entire yeah. cultist storyline takes pa- place in basically the last three episodes. Yeah, like, even, even more, like the last two episodes, basically. But yeah, I was I was gonna say I don't not to start off on a negative note, but this the second half of the show is really where the pacing issues become very obvious. Of like, oh, okay, they're really moving that that forward. Okay, well, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a, like I guess me, you better get on board because it's happening. To me, it didn't feel terrible like i mean it felt rushed overall but there are movies where the pacing literally like as i'm watching it uh, like it takes me out of it completely this wasn't right this wasn't like egregious it was just it was definitely like ramped up more than it probably should have yeah i agree they 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 just could have like alluded to these cultists as soon like the episode right after the stranger falls out of the sky I mean, I feel like they should have started those characters just like peeking in earlier and they could have built more mystery around it. Not to add to the mystery box, but it would have been like a, uh, you know, they were an okay mystery to have, though, because we definitely we don't. That was interesting. It was like we had no idea what was going to be happening. We knew Sauron was going to be revealed at some point, but we had no idea who these people were. And like I said, pretty neat. Yeah, in the last episode, like I don't like that a lot of the mysteries are playing off our like prior knowledge of the lore and like trying yes. to subvert that. Agreed. And yeah, this wasn't because it was it was an addition, but I don't think it was like 
necessarily like against the you know the spirit of the yeah. work and everything like some others yeah oh yeah yeah that was like a good that was a good mystery that i think they could have done even a little bit more of teasing out with yeah, um, and to replace other mysteries <laughs> yeah that they shouldn't have had mysteries about <laughs> yeah but um, um i mean what so what do you think of the cultists um i think i i think they're compelling and really interesting i uh my guess about them is that they are like they're probably the main uh i don't know, I guess uh, leader figures in like the runic cult of sauron that we know exists yeah or at least that makes sense yeah that that seems I, to be because the, the, they, they're clearly from rune they want to take him back to rune yes and he kicks their butts sorry that's a spoiler for the last episode <laughs> yeah we don't <laughs> we already covered that <laughs> yeah but he's uh and he goes anyway because he's trying to find those stars for whatever reason i'm sure that will be revealed at some point <laughs> um, well he um he but i find it went... compelling and interesting yeah well yeah. when he banished them so the interesting thing and something that i don't mind overall about this show is the like this sort of emphasis on the unseen world and and you know yeah. like wraiths and magia and stuff like they yeah. when he banished them they kind of turned into almost ring wraith sort of figures yeah they did yeah he like exposes them for what they look like and then they, they weirdly like turn into spirit moths as they get like sent off yeah i know which was i'm not sure not... what that what to make of that <laughs> i don't i didn't i didn't hate it it looked really cool yeah, it, was I mean, a cool it, effect. it looked neat i don't know what to make of it really i don't know if i liked it or not i, I don't know the only thing i little I wouldn't necessarily like if it was literally just there to be like, ooh, this might be Gandalf. You yeah, know, right. The exactly. moth connection. Yeah, with the Peter Jackson movies. I don't yeah. hate those connections that they make, even though sometimes it does seem a little um, ham-fisted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the connections to the Jackson movies. I mean, they kind of have to do that, I think. Cause yeah, most... I think a lot of people's visual... Like, yeah. Yeah, the visual uh, ties to to the movies. Yeah, yeah, that that There's will a lot of bring it. more people in and more people like. Well, I was yeah, it makes it more accessible. For for example, the Balrog, like they stuck with Jackson's yeah. interpretation, but they kind of couldn't like stray from that, you know. Yeah, I, probably more than half the people watching are only gonna know the Balrog like that, and yeah. Um. So you know, and I, you know, once again, I don't, I don't mind Jackson's it. it it might not be like the most accurate to the description or whatever, but it's still yeah. a pretty awesome design. Yeah. It's so cool looking. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think anybody's like anybody who's critical of the Balrog is not like saying so. Cause it doesn't look cool enough. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's definitely not the issue. Yes, exactly. Uh, they're in that one shot where we do see the Balrog at the end of episode six, I think was it six or seven? It would have to be six, right? Or maybe it's five. Oh, wh whichever one the... Either um, one. Oh, no, it was seven because it was after... Yeah, because the end of episode six is... In. Yeah, and uh, and the end of episode six is is the eruption of, of Mount Doom. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, they did... It did seem to look like... Again, this is not a, some, a hill I'm going to die on or really even be that upset about it looks like there may have been wings on that balrog <laughs> there was like some movement that implied that yeah it's uh, it's i would mind if those... they took the wings off too but yeah, i don't really I, care that much either way i, I, just, I wouldn't mind but not that big a deal 
Yeah, but they are metaphorical wings in the book, everybody. They don't actually have wings. Yeah. Because why would they like we of the of two two of the Balrogs we know about die from falling. <laughs> so, yeah. so if they had wings, it's not helping them Stands at all. Reason. They can't fly. Yeah. So Balrogs are basically like penguins. <laughs> I was thinking more of like uh ostriches or yeah, emus, ostrich, but sure. Yeah. No, that makes they sense. tend to be more violent than penguins. And he does do. describe in detail its long, graceful neck. So that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> makes sense. And its fluffy ass feathers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, anyway. oh, another thing early on in the, um, I guess if we're kind of in the Harford storyline, anyway. So when they were going through the woods and they kind of got chased by the wolves. First of all, one thing I noticed was uh, there were a bunch of ruins in those woods. And I was just kind of wondering yeah. what those could be. Yeah, you know, I, I, I noticed it, but just didn't really think of it. I'm trying to think of exactly where they, they were. Uh, so they're like were. east of the Anduin going yeah. south to, um, I think they were like around the south side of Mirkwood, probably like the south. I was going to say uh, there. Yeah, they were in. Well, I, they weren't the Brownlands at the time, but I think they were in what becomes the Brownlands. Yeah, north, which, north of the Emin Moyle. So, then uh, for yeah, those at home, that's kind of north of the um, Dead Marshes, like in between yeah. the Dead Marshes and the bottom of Mirkwood, or I guess Greenwood yeah. the Great at the time. Yeah, in the book, in Lord of the Rings, they discuss, they talk about, you know, as they're traveling from Lorien in the boats, like how much of that trip is going through the brown, you know, seeing the brown lands and how it's boring. <laughs> it's yeah, boring I mean, and also terrifying because they feel exposed because there's nothing there. I mean, yeah, that, just... that, that happens later. That happens at the end of the show, actually. So, yeah. Um but they, I mean, I guess they were just kind of on their way down there, and yeah. there were a bunch of ruins. So it's just you know, yeah. like the Numenorians so would wouldn't have, you know. I mean, I guess I'll talk about this later again. But like, they wouldn't have colonized all the way up there and created ruins that are now ancient. You know, yeah, like, I think it's new. Yeah, yeah, relatively new, at least. I mean, we know that there were. Numenorean colonies in in the show there were Numenorean colonies before you know they they went back in this most recent time because uh they mention in I think the, in last, the last episode, episode very yeah they like mentioned Pelargir the yeah yeah they mentioned was... they mentioned that the south uh the Southlandings are going to Pelargir yeah that I was gonna uh, uh, mention that the Delta of the Anduin yeah yeah okay. kind of like it's one of those things where they. You wouldn't expect it with the timeline they're doing, but then you're like, "Oh, it's the same as with um, Galadriel or with Calibur, uh no, uh, Caliborn, Galadriel's right, yeah. husband." It's like, "Oh, wait, she's like, married okay. already." Yes. Where is <laughs> yeah. he? Same as uh, it's yeah, like, she thinks oh, he's dead. Yeah, okay. They yeah. colonized already. Where are these colonies? We haven't seen. Like they didn't mention it at all earlier in the right. That's the first time we hear about season. it. And like, oh yeah, by the way, we should mention that they've been to Middle Earth already. <laughs> yeah, because it, it it seems to imply earlier in the season that they that that for whatever reason the Numenorians had not traveled to Middle Earth at all, which yeah. is not the case in the show or in the <laughs> or in the original uh, story in the books. Um. 
Yeah. Well, anyway, I just thought it was interesting to see those yeah. ruins and just sort of like, are they people from Ravanian or, you know, what's going on there? I was going to say, yeah, right. Are they, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, could have been the elves. I mean, I mean, who knows? Right after that is when they're attacked by the wolves and just watching, uh, the stranger just absolutely huck that wolf was just very <laughs> or or yeet as the kid said like five years ago <laughs> yeah they he yeeted the shit out of that wolf just <laughs> picked it up yeah i mean uh, it really did i mean that's just, i mean that's what i would do if like i was being attacked i would try to like get him away from me and show him that i'm strong like, yeah but i'm not gonna bite me I don't think I could throw like a regular dog that far. I can't imagine that big yeah. wolf. <laughs> a coyote, maybe, but probably not a wolf or a warg. <laughs> yeah, certainly not a warg. Those things are jacked yeah. as all get out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, apparently, you can just grab them by the tusks because they have those for some reason. Yeah. I Again, I don't. I don't want to harp on how much I don't love the design of the wargs, but. I really don't love the design of the wargs. It could be a little simpler, but yeah. I mean, but either way, over, it's, it's overall, fine. it's still a you know, it's still they're uh, not main characters, the, so yeah, you still get the <laughs> the scary. You know, yeah. it's a warg. They know? serve their purpose as well as they need to. Yeah, it's 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 fine. I'm, it's not something that's uh, a, not a, a major problem. It's just not my favorite thing. Yeah. Did you did you have anything on the sort of early Harfoot stuff? Um, yeah, let's see. What did I have? Um, most of what I have on the Harfwitz is a little bit later once that storyline really ramps up. I will say, I feel like throughout they're they're making a lot of, I feel like Nori and the Harfwitz, they're just making a lot of assumptions about the stranger, <laughs> you know, like they're all like, they get scared of him. Like he, he kind of hurts Nori a little bit by accident. And, you know, when he tries to heal the tree and the branch falls and it almost hits Nori's sister yeah because i'm like you know what that's just stupid sister's dead fault. tree yeah. yes you <laughs> ran over to it it's like that's a dumb kid's fault <laughs> um yeah. it's like you guys oh. know that he's not sure who he is or how to control the powers that he has why are you touching him and going close to him when he's trying to practice magic <laughs> like that's on you a little bit i think yeah. that's on you <laughs> yeah i i do like how they did his magic with the words of power. Cause that's kind yeah. of, that's a lot of, yeah, I mean, Tolkien never describes magic in detail really at all. Mostly. Yeah. Um, he talks but there's about usually magic words. Like when Gandalf, like, uh, lights, lights a fire on, um, on the mist in the midst, in the misty mountains, uh, on Caradras. Yeah. He, he says some magic words when they go to the, uh, I mean, before he figures out the password for uh, the walls of Moria, he says a lot of like random magic, magic words. words. Yeah. 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 Well, he, cause he, it's, yeah. It, it seems like the magic in Tolkien is almost like them speaking something into like willing it into existence yeah. by speaking it as like a truth or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and that's and you know, I I love that bit in in Lord of the Rings in the in the book about um, 
when they're in Lorien and Sam's talking about how he wants to see some like elf magic and Galadriel's like, I don't know what you mean by that. Cause it's not <laughs> magic to them. It's just what they do. You know, yeah. it's like their cloaks aren't magic as far at all. As far as they're concerned, it's like, yeah, no, there's just an elvish cloak. We just, just we no, just made just them really good. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, we just, we're just really good at what we do. <laughs> and that's just like the nature of what the elves do is that there's a little magic to it. Yeah. Um, so That's I always weird. kind of viewed uh, the wizards working magic kind of like that. And like, you know, it's yeah, this is what I do. This is the whole point of me. Is yeah, to do it's, this. it's just <laughs> a, na- a, a nature thing instead of like a learned yeah. sort of. Right. Yeah. Uh, which like we do know. Magic. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But which we do know you like kind of can learn sorcery, but it's usually in, in Middle Earth, but it's not good. You know, like anytime some like a mortal yeah. learns to be a, a sorcerer of some kind, they become like a Nazgul. So yeah, it's sort of like the cultists. Yeah, uh, right. Exactly. Like, there's sort of a precedent for that. I mean, he mentions you know human sorcerers and things like that, but you oh, never yeah. really see them. Uh, yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't really come across them very much uh, at all, actually. But we do know that they exist. But do you want to just wrap up? this whole storyline because i feel like it doesn't really interconnect with the other ones no it really doesn't i mean they they kind of interconnect like uh you know oro durian erupting like uh destroys the world event yeah yeah right yeah it it, it destroys some of the orchard that the harfoots travel to um but yeah other than that it doesn't really connect to the larger story very much like he the stranger that is uh in the last episode, like, oh, I'm not a bad guy. That's cool. <laughs> and, See, um, I, I thought yeah. it just really didn't have any like major disappointments for me pretty much the whole way through. Yeah. Well, it's 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 completely fill in the blank, really. There's no mention of anything the Harfoots do at all, like any of the like proto hobbits do yeah for the third before the shire just sort of like Like, sort of what they were like and they're they're true to that yeah like the idea that they're nomadic people and yeah i I mean you get i I like how they fleshed out that culture and everything i think it's really cool yeah you get some of it in concerning hobbits at the beginning of lord of the rings right Right, Um, yeah and he sort of touches on the nature of hobbits and the different clans and um, yeah the harfoots the stewers and the uh, fallowhides are the three like type of proto hobbits before they yeah. were hobbits exactly and they're and they're they're pretty consistent with that so you know whether yeah. or not uh gandalf or whomever the stranger is should be there is like kind of the only real uh break with you know. lore yeah yeah um, yeah there shouldn't be any wizards in the second age at all like in theory yeah but, the, uh i mean i'm not like uh well oh well uh, yeah i'm not totally um like completely you know frustrated by it or anything yeah like, it's, it's it's not a bad in, uh inclusion yeah it's like it's fine i mean they it's one of the challenges of what the story that they've decided to tell is that there aren't a ton of characters that they that everybody already knows so bringing in a wizard even though they're not supposed to be there until i mean especially if if the stranger ends up being gandalf like in theory he's not supposed to be there until third age 1000 a thousand years after sauron's defeat 
So, um, yeah, but I, like yeah, I'm, I'm with you though. It doesn't bother me that much, honestly. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna go with it because it, it, <laughs> I think it's also because it's it's a lore break, but it doesn't really violate the spirit of Tolkien yeah. stories. Yeah, just like it, some other it, compress, it compresses the storyline, which like is what ch- they yeah. have to do any, which is what they're doing anyway. So it, yeah. yeah, it changes the the story around, but it doesn't really it do, it doesn't go against the the nature of it. So it doesn't. Yeah. It, 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 uh, yeah. I'm not totally the the only other thing that's weird to me is that um I forgot to mention it earlier that the cultists know what an Istar is. Yeah. That um like is why would weird. they know that? Yeah, why would they yeah, yeah, why would the Istari yeah. first of all, I mean, you know, obviously didn't show up until third age yeah. one thousand, but but even but, if let's say they show up at the end of the second age, how would they know about that order? Yeah, they uh, yeah. they didn't exist. <laughs> the order of the Astari. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, like, and 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 it's not like you know they didn't like announce that you know the Valar didn't be like, hey, Middle Earth, we're sending over some guys to help. You know, <laughs> not like there was a big announcement that these that this order was being sent. Uh, yeah, so they just kind of rocked <laughs> up by a ship in the Gray Havens, and they yeah, were just like, like, oh, hey, work, fellas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the, there's no gonna... precedent for it. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. so yeah like we were uh so we sean and i as we usually do we're talking a little bit before we started recording and my guess is that because they can't talk about the blue wizards really because they don't have the rights to it like the only they can mention uh, yeah. blue wizards if they wanted to but they can't mention their names and i don't think they can even say that they went east i think that's only in the silmarillion and unfinished tales so what it seems like maybe they're doing is having whichever wizard the stranger turns out to be i'm pretty sure it's gandalf probably Um, they're like giving gandalf the role of the blue wizards so they can explore like what happens when they went east which is kind of interesting in and of of itself i'm interested to see what happens i expect that the stranger and nori are gonna come across as cultists again and yeah maybe not in the second season but maybe they will who knows um yeah i mean so well first of all it'll be cool to see rune no matter what like it's yeah, a totally I'm, I'm unexplored area um, i'm very excited for that but it, my prediction and i've forgotten that they don't have the rights to them really but my prediction is that it's alatar uh one of the blue wizards because he yeah. was one of the first ones picked um, yeah he was yeah or and volunteered, they, I think, even. Yeah. Well, yes, yeah. And, um, you know, he... Obviously, we know they go into the East, as I had corrected before. But, um, I don't know. I feel like they might just be... And and the other thing is, we don't... That's Those are their only names that Tolkien gives. Yeah. So, they might... You know, whether they end up requesting his name later from the... Uh, Tolkien estate or whatever, or they just give him another name that he's known by in rune or something. Uh, yeah. He, you know, it could potentially be one of them. Yeah. That would, that, that is one solid, again, it's not a big deal, but that would be a solid break with the lore because Gandalf specifically never goes East. That is in the Lord of the Rings. The East, he never went, he went everywhere except for East. (laughs) Yeah. He did not. But um, again, there's a, it's, there's it's a not lot, that big a deal for me. Yeah, there's a lot pointing to sort of both of them 
because you yeah. know a, a I lot mean, of that the follow your nose thing yeah that <laughs> it was also was very him. much like all right yeah he's in gray <laughs> you know he's also the only one who like knew hobbits really and spent any time with yeah. them that we know yeah of. yeah so that's and certainly be the only one who paid any real attention to them <laughs> yeah the only one that cared about them and yeah. but um you know the a, a lot of the things he's doing would be more in line with the blue wizards so i guess we'll just have to wait and see on yeah that. but i yeah I, overall i like the storyline i like the direction it went and yeah I had few grievances that were that big a deal. Yeah, I didn't have so many grievances as much as I had, uh, well, just pointing out an inconsistency. For example, like the stranger can't see the stars because they're they're only visible in a different part of the world. Why would that be the case if the Earth is flat? Which, by the way, Middle Earth at this point in, in Arda's history, the Earth is flat. Yeah, because it doesn't until. So there's um, no reason why he wouldn't be able to see those stars. Yeah, until the. But they might avoid the whole flat Earth thing becoming around at the end of the. Yeah, that that would just be unnecessarily complicated. (laughs) Yeah. And it's Um, not. It's one of those things that's not. Yeah, it doesn't. Again, it's yeah, it's to be explained. They 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 might not even cover the fact that the Earth is flat and becomes round at the end of the Second Age, at the beginning of the Third Age. They might not mention it at all. It's not that like vital, I guess, to what yeah, to the story and everything. Yeah, Yeah. it was more Tolkien's way of separating the end of an age and now the new age is starting. Yeah, and like turning the mythical Earth of legend into you know our like more real mm, version of yeah. earth yeah um um i had so, one other question oh, yeah. about the uh something that i just not, not so much i didn't like but i don't remember if i mentioned this in the last episode the whole thing of sauron being called sauron by the cultists or by he did, he never says anybody. it himself but he nev- yeah sauron is not his it. name it's it's, it's not Anatar his name at this point. Well, Anatar is like or, the disguise yeah, to corrupt yeah. the uh, to trick Caleb Brimbor, which is not who, the road who they looked went like an down. elf, by the way. Yes, yeah, he's <laughs> Anatar, Lord of Gifts, which is why people who are familiar with the lore before watching the show, as soon as Halbrand says, "Call it a gift," everybody was like, yes. "Okay, he's Sauron." <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I made a note it's about like, that this information well. that Celebrimbor the Great. Uh, maker would definitely know already here's a gift of information to you yeah it, they, um, it, it was weird to hear the cultists call him that though i mean i get yeah because the... again sauron means abominable one yeah. the elves gave him that name because his true name when he was just a good old-fashioned maya studying under Aule was myron which means excellent which is kind of awesome again i'm sorry if i said this in the last episode i just don't remember no yeah why i don't he... think you covered the tar myron yeah <laughs> god i love it so much he often refers to himself as tar myron which means king excellent which i just love so much yeah he's yeah, it's like a that's fallen. a name sauron would go by yeah absolutely but i i think overall for sauron maybe we can t- like end our discussion with his whole storyline because it's probably the most yeah. important and has a lot to talk about. So, do you want to yeah. talk about the dwarves first? Because that sure. kind of is also yeah. sort of independent. 
Um, yeah, so one of the things we see in the second half is uh, during the fourth, scamming Gil Galad out of a new table. So great. <laughs> it's, I love it so much. Where he's like, this is a sacred rock. And later he's like, dumb idiots. <laughs> I, yeah. I really do love that he just scams the Elven King out of a out of the new table. <laughs> and then when they're walking away, just giving this string of great idioms. Yeah. And like oh, the, yeah. give me give us the meat and give it to give us. Give me the raw. meat and give it to me raw. Yeah, yeah. That's um <laughs> Yes, yeah, we gotta talk. We have to mention that line. Oh man, I hate it and love it so much. See, I just flat out love it. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where uh, there's it, it reminded me. Damn it, I'm trying to remember. There's a line in the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings movies that 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 reminds me a lot of, and I cannot remember that what Gimli the says or something. I don't know if it's necessarily something Gimli says, but somebody says something that's like, wait, what? <laughs> I don't um, remember the line you're thinking of, but it could be like Gimli yeah. when they're eating in Edoras, maybe. Mm-hmm something like that i don't know well um, we'll try and come up with the line later but if i if i remember i'll 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 mention it but But i I liked it makes me laugh it makes me laugh every time (laughs) but uh i mean overall still the elrond and uh and durin friendship is and friendship is a huge theme in tolkien and like Absolutely. absolutely how how close friends i mean you see it with frodo and sam especially in lord of the rings but it's it's i mean throughout those books you know the three hunters and you know the people that uh eomer and faramir like everybody just being friends you know who are able to stand by each other in times of hardship and everything is yeah you know it's something that tolkien definitely learned in the war i think yeah well, and yeah, it's it is it's it's a it's a major theme, and not just a friendship, but of people who are different from each other coming together for a good reason and a good yeah. cause, and um, like the love they can share, and yeah, uh, that, I mean that that's what makes Legolas and Gimli's uh, friendship so so lovely and beautiful. It's and and that's definitely reflected in Durin and, and Elrond's friendship. Yeah, so it, it really is. It's lovely. I love it. I, I it, really, it, it, I really do. Genuine. I don't think we yeah. talked about Disa though in the last episode, which is kind of crazy because I love I love Disa. I think she's wonderful. She's, she. I don't think she was in it as much as she is in you know and like you know doing as much as in the later episodes. But yeah, she's yeah. awesome. I yeah, love her and me too. I'm not sure how I feel about her, like Lady Macbeth style uh, monologue. That's, yes, the only thing like it's, towards it's the interesting. End. It's definitely interesting, but I'm like, it's it. It seemed like well, it didn't seem out of character, but it was like kind of surprising to see that. Just to see that that kind of ambition. Uh, well, coming from her because we just hadn't seen that before yeah i guess but there's was, a lot we don't know about these characters too yeah. there's still a lot we have to learn so it was kind of um a bit of a shock but i think so one thing that bothered me a little overall about the mithril and the dwarves and everything was that it yeah. felt like the blame was almost just being put on the elves for the dwarves mining the mithril and uh yeah 
and, and yeah, you know delving yeah. too greedily and too deep like it was their fault <laughs> uh yeah yeah exactly i it's uh, yeah i'm not sure what to make of that it's it is really weird this idea that like if there's one thing we know about dwarves it's that they do like they like mining and they like having and they like gold and precious metals and stuff and they like things <laughs> they like shiny things and they like making things with shiny things so this idea that they would um not mine the mithril for their own purposes yeah just you know like they don't need the a bird. motivation from the elf to try to help the elves to be mining for this stuff it's yeah, what they would greedy. be doing that anyway dwarves yeah. are greedy and it's it, it kind of felt like they weren't coming off that way yeah except um, for Disa. like Disa's really the only one you know uh durin the fourth was trying to do it for a selfless reason to help the elves yeah and Disa seemed like the only one who was like we should that mithril's like, ours guys this stuff is great <laughs> yeah when in reality it fit it, it seems like it would be you know everybody would be on board that would yeah. make more sense. Yeah, it doesn't. It it doesn't really track with what we know about dwarves that they would, not that they wouldn't be cautious and like it wouldn't bother them that people could get that their people could get hurt while mining. Obviously, they yeah. would care about that. But the idea that it would, they wouldn't try at all. Like that, the king would be yeah, like, "No, it's seems, not worth it." <laughs> yeah, this it incredible or. Yeah, this incredible ore that is incredibly strong, incredibly light, incredibly beautiful. <laughs> we don't want yeah. it because it's too yeah. dangerous. Like that does not track with what we know about dwarves in my in my, yeah. my view at least. I think that again, so I don't there's... hate it. It's making for an interesting story and everything, you know. So I've got three things. One first of all, I would like to make a prediction for next season, and that is that it will mainly revolve around the creation of the seven rings for the dwarves. I think I think the first four seasons are all going to revolve around a line of the ring verse. Yeah, I'm wondering about the rings. One of the last things I wrote in my um, in my notes here was. You know, in this next season, like, so the the rings made for men and for dwarves is Dauron slash Halbrand, Halbron. <laughs> yeah. It's like, is he going to be making these by himself then? Because like. No, I think I think Celebrimbor just... is going to ignore Galadriel's advice and work with Halbrand again. That's true, because she does not tell them that he is Sauron. I think Elrond has kind of figured it out, but um yeah, he knows that that Halbrand is not the king of the Southlands. You yeah. know that. He, like he he clearly knows that, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's figured out that he's Sauron. Either way, Kelemrimbor doesn't know that and you know he's vain and everything. So I think the yeah, I he think could, the he could still be tricked. Yeah. I think the second season is going to be them crafting the seven rings and basically using that to cement their alliance with the dwarves. And that's when they create Mm. the sort of, uh, you know, a kinship and alliance between them. They get the door made, all that. And I think it might. Yeah, I'm excited to meet Narvi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Narvi, who who makes the doors of uh, of Moria that we end up yeah. seeing in Fellowship. We, get, we got a, who's Narvi? Who's this character? <laughs> yeah, but um, the very minor character, <laughs> yeah, but, it's just a name. But, yeah, but like he'll he'll probably. He, I mean, that character will probably end up 
existing in this show, I would imagine. Yeah, It'd be pretty cool. Yeah, but yeah, right I think it's going to be the creation of the Seven Rings end with the Balrog destroying Moria. And then I think the next season will be the Nine for Men and the corruption of Numenor. And then after that, mm. it's going to be the One Ring and Sauron uh, becoming like coming into his own as a Dark Lord. I'm trying to remember when exactly does Moria become get get abandoned oh. and become Moria actually because it is I mean, it's, it's Doom. It's later, um, but it's kind of hard to make predictions though, based isn't it? on. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. the wizards come in in the third age too. So, <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't. I'm just trying to remember, like, yeah, the, no, the I, order in which it happened. It happens um, early third age, though, doesn't it? I think so. I mean, we could look at the tale of years, but yeah. Uh, Damn it, oh, by I the way, I note on the tale of uh, the tale of years that I mentioned <laughs> earlier. Apparently, there's a there is a Veggie Tales for Lord of the Rings. Got up, really, Lord, Lord of the Beans. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No pun intended with the video. Yeah, a friend of mine sent. Uh, he listened to that and uh, sent me a link to Lord of the Beans uh, review, and I'm like, oh, no, this is. I might have to watch it for a few. Was it Chris? Future episode? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say. I'm like, I know he would know about it if anybody. <laughs> yes, he, he would. A crossover <laughs> of Veggie Tales and Lord of the Rings would be. Uh, yeah, and our so, yep. uh, one of our friends' wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, awesome. I might have to watch that and review it. Oh, but yeah. anyway, so yeah, to, well, on to yeah. my other two points. Uh, th- one of them I wanted to mention. I guess it's a combined point, but I wanted to talk about Durin's father, but also just the name Durin. Yeah, that should be mentioned for people who don't know. Yeah. So it seems like they haven't included this. I don't I thought it was in like the appendices or something in the Lord of the Rings, but maybe it was only in the Silmarillion. And that's what I, I think can't... it's in the appendices, actually. I think it is. So the name Durin. Uh Durin uh the first was the first one of the first dwarves to awaken the the dwarves you know we know we're made by Aule the smith uh the valar or vala but uh they awakened simultaneously in a bunch of different places and they uh it was all families so they they were all pairs except for durin yeah and And so long beard his particular line and he and his Kin settled somehow. I don't really know how he made a family just alone, but yeah. he, he he wakes in the north. Yeah, he basically ends up um, taking over Moria, and uh, after you know, I, I, in the generations after that, they would name uh, kings of uh, that clan after Doran if they uh were sort of the re- you know, they believe it's the reincarnation of durin of yeah course. basically it's, it's kind of like how they pick the dalai lama it's it's a little similar to that yeah, yeah. Actually. <laughs> but uh so the this name of durin isn't a sort of patrilineal name yeah you it's don't a, get it just because you're the son of durin <laughs> yeah it, it's uh it's In fact, like it's a, a guarantee that you will not get that name if your father's name is durin there's no chance yeah you'll be yeah because that, that, that dwarf is, will have no children named durin 
this is over thousands of years. I think there have only been how many? I think there's a total of seven. Yeah, I think so. Basically, think seven total Durans over the entire history of Arda. Yeah, yeah, and they, um, I think, I think it's seven total. And when yeah. they name the seventh Duran, uh, the world is going to end. Yeah, that's what the dwarves believe. At least, yes, yeah. that's part of their belief system. Yeah. So, you know, if we're already at four and it's just passing from father to son, <laughs> we don't have a lot of time left. <laughs> yeah, I know, right. <laughs> So it was just yeah. weird to see because um, I'm pretty sure they have that that uh, that available. And I mean, I guess they didn't want to go into it, but I feel like it wouldn't be hard to just say, like, have his like naming ceremony or something like that and say, like, mm. you are going to be a great king. You are during the fourth. You have yeah. like earned this sacred title, you know, whatever. But yeah, it just felt like yeah like it, like they could have used that and it wouldn't be that hard to include but uh yeah but whatever they did what they did yeah uh, it's not once again it's not the end of the world yeah it's not the end of the world it's just another one of those things that it does break from the lore and it does sometimes beg the question why <laughs> yeah it was one of those changes like why that, did they you know they changed yeah. they, they, there are a few changes that they've made where you're just like they didn't like you, they you really didn't just, need to do that. Hey, you could have just kept that original, but yeah. I mean, again. um Yeah, I mean yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to touch on his father because Yeah. He's pretty strange for a dwarf for reasons yeah, we mentioned is. of like not being greedy, but also Yeah. Like why is he so mad at his son over this stuff? Uh, yeah, he's a uh it's it we just don't know very much about his motivations i guess yeah. i like so him as it a makes king. it a little yeah i mean you know that i don't i don't have the name of the actor played him off uh off here but i i i think he was very effective i mean Absolutely. very believable yeah it's an interesting character I'm 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 actually looking I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more of during the third and fourth's relationship because they have a really interesting dynamic. Yeah, where there's like so much strife, but there's also clearly a lot of love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just it's, an interesting father son relationship that uh, yeah. yeah I'm looking forward to see a little bit more of actually. Yeah, I don't know if he's trying to like temper him into a good king or what. Yeah, but um. I mean, both of the storylines we sort of talked about so far have been like, I haven't been really, besides like the metrol motivation and a few like minor things, I haven't been disappointed by either one of them. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, me too. I mean, these. Uh, are, I mean, we, we're starting off with what seems to overall, from what I've heard talking to people and listening to the various podcasts and YouTubers and stuff, the Harfoots and the Dwarves are really everybody's seem to be everybody's favorite for the most part yeah i mean yeah and once again like i was talking about in the last episode they were the i mean not that i didn't expect much from the dwarves but it it was another thing of like this my expectations were kind of turned on their head because yeah these i, I think were at least the two most consistent storylines yeah i'd agree with that i think dwarves are interesting because i feel like when you're first getting into this whole legendarium and, and 
Lord of the Rings and all this stuff, like the dwarves aren't as interesting as like elves or even hobbits or stuff. And the more you like learn about the dwarves, like the more dear to you they they become. At least that's my experience. Yeah, um, I, I mean, like, they ah, spawned... the dwarves are they're, they're just dwarves. And then you know, just the more I've I learned in, about them and their how cool they are, you know. Yeah, because we don't get that much from Tolkien. Yeah, there's um, a fair um, amount of mystery, but there's there's plenty there too that's really interesting. And the mystery yeah. just makes it more interesting, like their language that they don't teach to anybody, and like they yeah. all have secret names, which I'm glad they mentioned in this show, by the way, where Durin yes. almost tells Elrond his his secret dwarf name that they don't tell to anybody, and Elrond's like, you know what? Hold on to that. <laughs> <laughs> I I appreciate it. Hold on to it. That's, that's <laughs> we we both know how big a deal that is. Maybe maybe hold on to that. You can keep that like, to yourself listen, now. Listen, we we don't need to take this step in our relationship. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did think of that. I was like, you think Doran was like, oh man, I was really I was ready to take that next <laughs> like he, step. He definitely just said, and, "I love you," and and Elrond said, Elrond's "Thanks." Like, that's great, bro. That's great, bro. I think you're, I think you're a super fella. <laughs> you're a swell guy <laughs> just yeah. hang on to that like you know i'm fond of you as well friend <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i mean yeah the the one thing i will say about the dwarves and why it's kind of you you do love them more as you go along is uh i feel like the more of the information you get is in tolkien's like grander more um you know, historical scale writing. So you're not hearing, it's like, you don't know the characters that much. Like you're not listening to their conversations very often. You're just hearing about like, you know, all the masked dwarves killing a a dragon or whatever. And like, well, you're hearing. hmm? Yeah. Well, it's interesting too, in the earlier writings, like, and when I say earlier, well, I do mean earlier because the Silmarillion does predate the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, but um, in his like earlier versions of dwarves, like elves hunt them and that's not cool, but also like dwarves are kind of evil. They were more evil. Yeah. Yeah, Like, you know, they're no worse. Yeah. They're no better than orcs in, in a lot of the early writings. And, you know, then you go if you're going chronologically, like then you go to the Hobbit and there's that passage about dwarves are not heroes. They know they're, you know, there's like, they're more or less decent if you don't expect too much. And then (laughs) in the Lord of the Rings, it's like, Oh, you know what? They, it, it elevates the dwarves even more with how kick-ass and great Gimli is. Yeah. They're Um, noble. Yeah. And there's, yeah. And as Tolkien's life went on, I don't remember where this is. It might be an unfinished tales, but there's a passage somewhere where basically Tolkien writes like, oh, those stories from the early ages were lies, that dwarves were always good. Like, at least at least the uh, the Longbeard family, like the descendants of Durin, like, they yeah. were always good, and that was actually <laughs> lies that were told. Because the early, like, the Silmarillion, it's, it's like from the point of view of the elves, so like... Yeah, that's true. Arguably, and... I mean, we know how racist and ignorant they were at the beginning, <laughs> even though they were supposed to be cool. <laughs> they weren't that cool to everybody. Yeah, um, but so as yeah. always, there is a reason for their strife, at least in Middle Earth yeah. times, oh, yeah. and that also naturally involves a Silmaril. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn Silmarils. Which, again, we still don't have a shorthand for we'll get to that in a different episode. But <laughs> we're going to have to get to that in a different episode. We will go into depth about the Silmarils. 
Well, Promise. we'll have to get to a shorthand in a different episode. I'm going to just come up with something after this <laughs> yeah. episode where I'm okay, just going to yeah. devote time to it. Yeah, but, um, enough's enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say it makes sense to me that early on he thought the dwarves were going to be evil because uh, I think a lot of Tolkien's his his view on you know who was more corruptible and who yeah who would be more likely to become evil is uh, i think a lot of it's based on their like craftiness and you know how much they love their own works and so dwarves are very in line with tolkien's idea for you know like a lot of the followers of Aule became evil you know like uh, sauron yeah yeah and uh and saruman yeah yeah because they love their own works and dwarves are just sort of naturally like that but i think yeah i think he sort of ended up pivoting them to a point where you know they love their own works but they're not they're not making progress for progress's sake they're just sort of making things because they love making them instead of yeah yeah, yeah, instead absolutely. of like being it's, proud of it. Yeah, it's not like Feanor is and the Silmarils where he's way too possessive of that which he made. You know, it's like that's something that's um, shown to be a negative. Uh, yeah, for sure. In many, many, t- many places in the uh, being too precious with you know the work of thine own hands. I think it's the yeah. So I think Silmarillion. I think there um, are subtle differences yeah. that sort of he turned the dwarves into a more noble uh albeit you know yeah. isolationist and uh you know crafty race but they still yeah. there's there's some it factor that sort of separates them from you know elves yeah. and Bayar and stuff who yeah. were well they're hardy i mean dwarves and sorry for uh people who don't know the dwarves don't really get that corrupted by the rings of power that are given to them they're yeah. just too hardy <laughs> you know, okay, I, yeah, I think they're corrupted like, by they them. They become more greedy. Greed. Yeah, they get they become more greedy than they otherwise would be. But um, that's kind of it. They just they just don't fall under the power of the rings like men do. Men Although, really. <laughs> I, I I guess I'll say it, it seems like so the elves weren't corrupted by them because they sort of right. crafted them in their own power and everything, and they sort of yeah. have the power to withstand that. But the dwarves, I almost see it as like the men were corrupted individually. Everybody who wore them just became slaves to Sauron's will. But the right. dwarves, it seems like it almost corrupted their society because you heard about a lot of fighting mm-hmm. over them and like yeah. kind of taking them from each other. Dragons ended up taking them. So I, it, yeah. they did have a bad impact, but it wasn't. It, it, yeah. It, it, yeah. It just brought out the more. Uh, negative. It brought out some of the more negative uh, traits of the individuals that are wearing the ring, and in dwarves that often brings out greed. But yeah, yeah. like you know, like we've greed, said, it's just, like they don't fall. You know, yeah, like they, not not the they, same they, way. They, they suffer from from the rings again. Like you could argue that if they hadn't been hoarding their wealth like they did, like Smaug never would have come, and and you know, so that could be all part of that but uh yeah but yeah you know they don't <laughs> fall they don't yeah, yeah they don't they don't become wraiths they don't you know 
they don't ally the, uh, ally themselves with Sauron, you know. So it, like, it, no, it was <laughs> it was interesting to see the dwarves. I mean, it, it, seeing Kazadum and all, and seeing a, more of a glimpse into their society. It was just overall like whether yeah. you know disregarding certain lore things and whatever. It was just once again, it was just nice to see that come to life you know that's yeah. all i think a lot of us wanted from this was just to yeah definitely be able to see a depiction of this world that we love so much yeah so all right folks yeah yeah we, we re- we're we're already uh at an hour of this episode so we are gonna <laughs> end up splitting this up into uh a three-parter for the entire uh first season of rings of power because there's still so much to talk about we've just talked about the harfoots and the dwarves yeah. and not even talked about uh really the connection with the elves and why mithril's a thing because that's a whole different can of worms we got to open up and talk yeah. about we i mean i do want to try to limit the talk on those yeah we will <laughs> sort of more egregious things you but... know we'll we'll go over why the whole mithril myth the myth real uh... <laughs> all right sorry i apologize anyway we'll go over why that doesn't really make sense and etc cetera, etc cetera. uh or why 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 there's such a strong negative reaction overall not just ours <laughs> like yeah many yeah. people had a strong negative reaction to that but we'll go into that in the next episode because there's so much there's so yeah, much more i we, mean we, we already about. we had an hour discussion and that was on like the easy to sort of storylines it's, because... it's not what most <laughs> of my notes are about <laughs> yeah <laughs> i have so many notes still like i haven't even I've i'm almost i'm at... almost scared <laughs> but no need, uh, scared. no need to be scared um, okay but okay. i will say i want to say one more thing about the harfoots before we uh wrap this episode up just that um two things one Sadek's death was very oh, moving yes Hey, that actually very that was maybe the most emotional I was. In the it was show. very, it was heartbreaking. Yeah, because I f- I found with a lot of the characters, like uh, for as much as I um, have a huge crush on Morbeth Clark, um, her Galadriel's not easy to connect to. Like we, she's I'm not, not that likable. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm like not super person. emotionally connected. Yeah, to her, and and you're not probably supposed to be. In fairness, she's sort um, of. It's supposed to be aloof anyway, but um... yeah, but in general, like a lot of the characters, I don't really like, I haven't had a deep emotional connection to, but I feel like Sadduck is one of those characters played by the great Sir Lenny Harry Henry, yeah. um, who he, he, you could, it was really sad with him and like him because he didn't, he wasn't like shoved in your face or anything. And he was yeah. he, like, he, everything he did was likable. You know, he was kind of surly and, but <laughs> yeah. like, you know, he's like grumpy, but he's a good guy. Yeah. Yes, and exactly. Wise and wise and grumpy. He was kind of, he was, he was, he was the, a great, like patriarch sort of figure. Yes. Yeah. He's a great pathfinder for the Harfoots. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's just sad that they killed off such a, a character that, um, it was a lot easier to connect to, I would say, than than many of the characters on the show. Yeah, and um, it was just kind of, well, first of all, the death scene was just so. Yeah, where they're sweet. just sitting watching the sun come up. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's yeah. just felt like 
a very good sort of conclusion for the climax of that where yeah. it was like, all right, well we can watch the sunrise again because you know, this moment of evil has yeah. passed. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it was he, an emotional moment. Yeah. And they were also, they didn't have to help the stranger, you know? No, like, they really they, didn't. And, and they did anyway, because they felt it was the right which, thing to do. Yeah, and, it was the right thing to do. And that's like all, that's what, you know, goodness yeah. is all about and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and ours too <laughs> uh, yeah yeah <laughs> but, without um, getting into a greater ph- philosophical discussion about yeah. what is goodness versus right. evil right. are they yeah. constructs are <laughs> they individual things you know so but yeah uh yeah let's cut that off at the yeah the <laughs> we, we don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> but uh what, what was it the does other work thing? actually that we're gonna have like the southland story the elf story and like those all do connect so that makes sense that we're yeah i figured i figured for that impromptu we didn't, we didn't really have like that much of a structure for this but impromptu i was like no. you know what let's just talk about the sort of independent storylines and then we can go through the yeah. ones that are all tied together later and then we spend a lot of time on two of them <laughs> yes <laughs> but uh did you have something else? Um, let's see. Uh, he said to... something about the Harfoots. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was just it. You know, Sadek's death was was very moving and uh, heartbreaking. Um, I will say, I a I feel a certain sense of loss that they separated Poppy and Nori because yeah. I really. You know, Poppy should be Nori Samwise, you know? <laughs> it's yeah, like, I know that they're, they're going with. I just love their friendship, and it, it, it does bum me out that they uh, that those two are being split up. And I'm wondering if we'll see the Harfoots on their own, like, you know, the Harfoots I think again. we will. Because, I would hope so, honestly. Well, first of all, they, it's, um, I think in Concerning Hobbits, they talked about how the hobbits sort of fled over the misty mountains to escape yeah. the like corruption coming from the east and yeah. the, the rising evil and everything and obviously we're yeah. starting to see that and poppy i mean they sort of alluded to that when they said oh why don't you be the pathfinder then yeah and she does a little, that little smile, smile. <laughs> <laughs> i think that she is going to be sort of instrumental in getting them over the misty mountains and into oh, ariadne yeah, I, think I, I would expect that this show, assuming assuming season two is enough of a success that they keep making the show, which I actually yeah. do Fingers hope crossed. they do. I, I really, so I, I really do. Yeah, um, I would expect that that's one of the things we'll see in the last season is the 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 Harfoots coming Settling. into what will become the Shire. Yeah, yeah, because they yeah. basically everybody. I think they settle Bree first, the the Harfoots. Yes, and yeah. then. The stores go to the south, and the uh, yeah. I forget what the third Hobbit clan is. Fallow hides. Fallow hides are, I think, still like in the east somewhere. Like, yeah, like the uh, stores, in, I feel like, are the ones that hang out. They stick around they, the like the, the river, and they become like the brandy bucks who actually like use boats yeah. and stuff. And yeah. they go to Tharbad, which is at the. If you're looking at the map, it's at the um, the Grey Flood. The uh, or the, no, yeah. what is it? The that it's, river. Uh, yeah, the Bruinin comes in Bruinin, with uh, the yes. river Horwell. Uh, uh, they uh, they yeah. go to Tharbad, which is kind of at the where the river becomes big. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, that goes up towards the um, 
like Bree and that area. Yeah, so and then they like all north south road, and yeah, they all converge into the Shire over time and are granted yeah. that land by Arnor. But we'll we'll probably see that towards the end, like you said. Yeah, they make the show. Yeah, Indeed. but um, I think that's all I have. Yeah, for, uh, uh, for the first thing. Yeah, I think I covered just about everything. So we can wrap up, and I'll uh, I guess I'll start our wrap up here with a fact about. A fun fact about Tolkien. Yeah, let's do it. It's your turn to humiliate yourself. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, oh god. <laughs> fun <laughs> fact about Tolkien: uh, he had a an a, a ten and a half inch penis. <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> it. It resides in Cambridge to be studied. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I figured I don't think I'd we're just... going to be winning any Tolkien Society awards for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh no no, sorry. Yeah, I misread that cut. That was a was my Ron Jeremy fun fact for my other podcast. Ugh. Uh <laughs> No, uh, Tolkien. There are no fun facts about Ron yes, Jeremy. Yes, no, there are. Uh, let's <laughs> None just, of them are fun. <laughs> let's circle around Tolkien. Uh, oh, I. <laughs> somehow it's hard to get that first yeah um, i think we should respect yeah let's just I, keep it let's, yeah let's just let's just end this <laughs> no i mean i mean like the whole show not the episode let's just yeah, call it fair enough. <laughs> we'll just we'll do the last episode of that and uh yeah, my correction corner will that was the require an extra penance. of the lord of the <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. I mean, right. it's the Lord of the Wrongs, guys. We're not the Lord of the Rights. If you'd yeah. like to complain, please send an email to Lord of the Wrongs Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, I I guess I'm gonna spend my time in between oh, episodes man. here, uh, coming up with a shorthand for we'll talk about it uh soon yeah. and uh self flagellation because uh, was... yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you 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 need you need to uh. And a few you Hail Mary as well. I'm at to. it. Yeah, you have you have you have some serious work to do, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> on that note, uh, join us next time for our our third part of our Rings of Chowder, <laughs> the Rings of Chowder special, Rings of Chowder special, where we will uh, try to be as gentle as possible with the most egregious changes to the lore that <laughs> I think yeah. in the show. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. All right. So with that, we say Namarie. Namarie friends. Join us next time. Mm-hmm.